Let's talk about food and music, eating and grooving, munching and moving, forking and spooning, listening to tunes, yeah, dinner's on soon, and to get ready for, ready for, peanut butter and jams. You're listening to Peanut Butter and Jams with host Brenda and Jordy on CITR 101.9. Exploring local music and local food. Tune in to learn about the best eats and tunes from your neighborhood. And a weekly pairing for your date calendar. Warning, 
The endorsements and criticism expressed during the show are the opinions of the hosts, unless clearly identified as advertising. Put in your earbuds and fire up your taste buds. It's peanut butter and jams. Hello, Brenda. Hello, Jordy. Welcome back. Thank you so much. She's been on vacation. I've missed my radio times. Uh, what have you been up to? Well, I went on a brief jaunt to Ottawa for board meetings for the National Campus and Community Radio Association, mm -hmm. which was very exciting. And we had a facilitator that would draw pictures on the wall during our meeting, which was pretty fun. And then I went to Winnipeg to visit my brother. Uh, okay. Um, sorry, I just got a text and it distracted me. I'm sorry. Focus, Jordy. I'm focusing. We're waving at people who are watching us from the hallway. Um, that sounds great. Did you enjoy uh, your time while you were in Toronto? Uh, Ottawa. Ottawa? Yeah, Ottawa and Winnipeg. Yes, I did. I had some good meals. What, okay. did, you, what did you eat? Um, I had some great Chinese food at this little hole in the wall in Winnipeg. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a new little fancy coffee shop downtown in the exchange at Winnipeg that I went to. Um, How did it compare to Vancouver's food? Um, coffee shops. The particular. coffee shop definitely was similar to Something the high-endish snotty coffee shops that they have out here, which Winnipeg does not have a lot of. It has a lot of basic. So they, they have one snotty coffee shop now. Yeah, it appears so. So it would appear that Vancouver is winning the snotty coffee shop war. Yeah, I think that was evident from the start. Yeah. The other thing that's happening in Winnipeg that also happens a lot in Vancouver is that a lot of venues are closing, so it's hard on bands mm -hmm. to find a place to play. Yeah, that sucks. But there doesn't seem to be the same illegal venue scene there that there is here. I don't want it enough. I guess so. Uh, what are we going to be talking about on the show today? Well, we're going to talk with uh, someone. What's his name? We're gonna talk Adam. We're going to talk with Adam from the Hopscotch Festival, and we're very excited about that. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you haven't heard about the Hopscotch Festival, it's a celebration of scotch and other alcohols uh, that's happening at the PNE on Friday. Uh, not this Friday, but the week the week after. Yes, you're right. Yeah. And I'm very sad that I can't go. Mm -hmm. um, but I will be going, and uh, Darcy will be going with me, and maybe someone else, mm -hmm. maybe other people. Mm -hmm. um, Could but be you. We'll get some coverage. Uh, to tell you about it in two weeks but we'll give you more of a preview a little bit later um, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, you talked to someone about sandwiches yeah there's a guy who came up with the, the idea to make unique sandwiches every week and deliver them personally to UBC people have you gotten one? yeah I've been doing this for three three weeks now is it worth it? it's amazing alright we'll talk more about it later Yeah. And what else are we going to talk about? well we're going to talk about the West Ender just released a best of mm -hmm. issue, a best of culinary issue. Mm -hmm. And so Jordi and I have some random thoughts. Some opinions, some, some things we agree on, some things we disagree on. Exactly. It's more fun when Jordi and I disagree, but I think on these points we're actually fairly uniform. Maybe we'll find something we disagree on. I'm sure we'll find it. Okay, why don't we play some more music? Uh, this is Sightlines off of uh, their first album. Um, Sightlines is Eric Axon from Hermetic, this new band uh, with uh, Aaron McCaddy and Chris Martell um, at the rhythm section. Um, this song is called New Muses, and I quite like everything I heard on this album, but we're only going to play the one song. You say like going to movies by yourself, but you want to join me. There's a party going on, the dancers, 
become a friend of CITR and get great discounts in the UBC Westside area at The Australian Boot Company, Banyan Books, The Bike Kitchen, The Eatery, Fresh's Best Salsa, Gargoyle's Grill, Gumdrops, Prussian Music, Rufus's Guitar Shop, and the UBC Bookstore. It pays to be a friend of CITR. To learn more, come visit us in room 233 of the sub on UBC campus or check us out online at citr.ca.
CITR has a brand new digital library. It's pretty cool. We just launched it on Friday. And we are still having technical difficulties with it. Not major ones. It's more of our fault than the system's fault. We don't know how to use it properly yet. <laughs> it's true. But we're pretty excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did find a song that we're going to play you off the new library. In theory. We have a backup CD in case it doesn't work. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but uh, this is kind of a, a good time for it, right around the time of CITR's birthday. It is. Um, CITR is having a birthday party this upcoming week. Yes, we are having... Well, this is our featured pairing, right? Well, let's just talk about the... the just just let's talk about it now, and then we'll talk about it again. Okay. Okay. Because there's there's lots of things that are happening, and they're not all going to be part of the pairing. It's true. So we're having a 75th birthday weekend for alumni and close friends of the station. Diamond anniversary. Yes, our diamond radio anniversary, and uh, so it's going to be a bunch of events for alumni. So if you used to hang out in the halls of CITR, if you used to have a show on CITR, if you used to go to UBC and uh, uh, visit Mel the Brewer in the lounge, then you should come out to our weekend of alumni events. Check out our website at citr.ca. And one of the cool things we're doing is we're having a brunch at 11 in the morning with waffles and bacon and turkey sausage. So you can come to this Where brunch. It? It's at the Graduate Student Center. But you do need to register in advance, and the deadline is Tuesday at lunch. I need to do that. Because I want to register for that. Yes, you should come, Jordy. It's going to be great. That, I want to go to that more than anything else, except for the concert. But I also am really excited about the brunch. Nice. And then we're going to show, give people tours of the station and show them the plans for the new sub. Because eventually we're going to move from this radio station to the new student union building. And get a brand new radio station. Pretty cool. Um, so... Well, let's try playing the song off the computer. This is White Ash Falls, uh, your song. You have to play on the other CPU channel. Oh, I didn't know there was one. Now where I lost it long ago I why you came back to me Chose to wait so long around 
Hi everyone, we're from the UBC Food Society. Yummy! And we're the only food club at UBC. We're about feeding students, but also teaching them how to feed themselves. Through our restaurant outings and cooking workshops, we hope to expose you guys to the diversity of cultures, flavors, and food communities Vancouver has to offer. So if you want to get involved, email us at foodsociety at gmail.com or check up on our website at www.ams.ubc.ca slash clubs slash food society or you can even join our Facebook, 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 Facebook group. Okay. And that was an ad for the UBC Club Food Society. We should get them on the air sometime. We should. Uh, so we forgot to tell you a couple of the tracks that we played. We did. The first one was Slam Dunk. Yeah, it was Slam Dunk off of their new album, Miami, which uh, is awesome. We really or, sorry, like, Welcome to Miami. We really like Slam Dunk. We do. We like them a lot. Uh, that song was called uh, Dedunda. Actually, I've had I've been in discussions with Jordan from Slam Dunk about maybe coming on the air, and he has mentioned yes, but we haven't worked out a time for it to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the next band we played was White Ash Falls. Mm-hmm. And that song was called Your Song. It's your song. My song. Yes. Also, also your song <laughs> out there. And uh, the album was designed, the album art, by a former art director of Discorder, Lindsay Hampton. Mm-hmm. A lot of great musicians on the album. We liked it, too. Uh, what are we going to play next, Jordy? Um, we are going to play an interview you did with a sandwich man. We are. Have a, a Is that the, the right one? It's called Sandwich Beta. That's it. That's perfect. Tell us, tell us about the, this piece before we go into it. Okay. So there's a guy named Tim, mm-hmm. and Sarah, my coworker, said, told us about this guy that comes to UBC and hand delivers little bag lunches. So it's a paper bag lunch with the sandwich beta logo on it that looks like it was printed with a potato or some other printing item. Okay. And inside is a handmade bread, custom sandwich, and two homemade cookies. Two so, cookies, too? Two cookies. Awesome. Yeah, so it's it's $10. He comes and delivers them to UBC. So we'll be having a staff meeting, and then it will go late, and I'll be super hungry. And then the sandwich just sort of shows up on my lap. Is it a big sandwich? So it's a hefty sandwich. Okay. You know, it's the kind that makes you feel full and well-nourished. What kind did you get? Oh, I don't remember. It's different every week. What kind did you get last week? Um, I don't remember, but you can hear it on the interview. Wow, you have a bad memory. I have a bad... I ate one <laughs> yesterday, and it was fantastic. And you don't remember what it was? No. Not even the type of cookies you got? There was a chocolate chip cookie, and then this other kind with jam and nuts. Oh, I like those kind of cookies. Bird's mm-hmm. nest cookies? Oh my goodness, and there was a homemade Oreo. What? A really small homemade Oreo cookie. Okay, if you work at UBC, you should start looking into this. I work at UBC, and I'm going to start looking into this. Yeah. Um, but let's listen to the piece now. 
So this is Brenda from Peanut Butter and Jams, and I'm here with Tim, and he's going to tell me about, tell you about his business idea. So for the past few weeks now, I've been delivering sandwiches to some people at UBC. I got some complaints from students I know about the food on campus, so Mm -hmm. they suggested I should try to remedy that situation for them. So your company is called Sandwich Beta, and uh, is it just for people at UBC? Yeah, right now it's only for people at UBC on Wednesdays. Okay, and are you looking for more clients, or do you want to keep this a nice, small, homegrown operation? I'm always interested to see who is interested, but we're pretty much at capacity right now. Yeah. Okay, and how many sandwiches are you delivering each week? It was it was about a dozen today. That's sort of the target, yeah. Okay, so that's, that's about the, the range that you're looking for. Yeah, that's about a backpack full. <laughs> <laughs> do you take the bus? I do, yeah, I take the bus. I just joined the sandwich train, and uh, you brought me a sandwich today. Can you tell me about it? Sure, yeah. So today it's a a kosher beef salami sandwich with a carrot salad and pea shoots, a little bit of kale, um, homemade mayo, homemade sourdough bread, and a couple homemade cookies as well. Did you start with a particular sandwich? Was there your first sandwich? Was there sort of this crazy launch? Not really. This this one actually is pretty close to what the first sandwich was for this. Um, I've always liked sandwiches, uh-huh. maybe more than the average person, but I don't know. Have you started to repeat sandwiches, or are you still developing your your menu? No, there's no menu per se. Sort of whatever looks good at the grocery store or whatever strikes my fancy on a given week. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you make your own sauces? Are you particular about different kind of flavors and stuff? I'm very particular. <laughs> um I definitely make my own sauces. I try to make my own mayonnaise. I've been trying to find someone who will sell me like 20 kilograms of mustard seed to make mustard, but it hasn't happened yet. Do you have a favorite type of mustard so far? Um, I don't know. I like coarse, coarse mustard, but no brand or anything. Uh, is there a particular uh, dream sandwich that you're working towards? Something that you really want to try? The dream has always sort of been to find a, an audience who is very trusting of my sandwich making so I can make like weirder things like I'd love to bring tongue sandwiches or something like that but I'm going to ease into it I think yeah and then the the lunches also come with cookies you make those as well yeah I do I do this week it's uh, a seed cookie with flax and millet and uh, walnut shortbread with quince in the middle wow I can't wait to eat it personally I, I like not choosing what I eat for lunch. It's just really nice to have someone bomb into my staff meeting and hand me a a pre-made lunch. It's kind of like your mom, but not really. Yeah, so where did you get this idea from? How did the sandwich operation start? Um, Again, just sort of some people wanting more options on campus who I knew. Mm -hmm. And I've always liked baking and making bread, and it seemed like an easy thing I could do. Is there anything else you want to add? Uh, no, I think that's it. Um, if people are interested, they could send me an email, sandwichbeta at gmail.com. Okay, so you're giving out your email publicly then. Oh, yeah. Okay, nice. I know there's a, a lot of good people at UBC who are very hungry. Well, I'm looking forward to turning people down, I guess, because, yeah, it's pretty much full. Nice. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Tim. Uh, good luck with your sandwich business, and I look forward to eating the lunch. Well, it was nice to talk to you. Okay.
That was Cub. That was Cub, but before that was The Oz. 
And the Oz, yes. We thought, thought they uh, sounded good together. Yeah, that was a good combo. Uh, we've been joined by Ben Lai. Hello. Just wait. Thanks so for having me. Diaz, which track did we play? Uh, okay. Let's uh, do this Well, I just wanted Ben to be feel like he was okay to talk. Um, the Oz, uh, that song was called Corey's Coat Hangers, off of the Safe Amp compilation. All proceeds, if you buy it, go towards Safe Amp. It's definitely a, a not-for-profit we're supporting. Yes, um, dedicated to finding a... All an all-ages venue for uh, Vancouver, which is uh, has a shortage of all-ages venues. And uh, then we played uh, Cub off of the Team Mint 20. Happy birthday, Mint. Happy birthday, Mint, six months ago, I think it was. Last year? L- well, maybe, no, six months ago. Was it? I think it was six months. Oh, I just know for their birthday party, Lisa Mar came up and that was last... Christmas, I think. And the crazy thing is Lisa Mar is now coming up for our birthday party. Yeah, she's just Segway. doing the birthday circuit. Exactly. So if you come to the Diamond Radioversary Party at Chapel Arts next week, Saturday, uh, you will get to hear Lisa Cub do Cub songs. Sorry, Lisa Mar do Cub songs. Lisa on, Cub, Cub it up. On her ukulele <laughs> with her grandma. Seriously? Hopefully with her grandma. Her wow. grandma might make a g- surprise guest appearance. It's not a surprise if you tell us about it. Well, maybe I just leaked it. Okay, well, tell your friends. Tell you, your friends. You heard it from Brenda. <laughs> don't don't tell. But yes, I, I think she might be coming. So yes, very excited to see Lisa Marr from Cub and many other projects. We recently were reading uh, The West Enders' uh, n- newest issue which has the best dining in Vancouver, People's Choice Awards for everything. Ben is uh, perusing it right now. You may have heard some paper shuffling. Um, it's uh, some of the best restaurant in the city, Hawksworth. Ben was just saying he'd never heard of it. Nope. Which I find shocking because it's so good. Yeah. Um, we've had a previous guest, Dave Abe, who talked about, oh boy, food chemistry. And he now works at Hawksworth, so we should oh. maybe get him on the radio show again. Yeah, to talk about it a little bit more professionally. Um, uh, but in general, how did you, did you? We thought that a lot of it was correct, but there was oh, a lot right. of things that were it's not. Well, a lot of things we didn't agree with. I guess it's not I don't know whether it's correct. It's voted, right? But it's voted on. So like kinda, the, this yeah. is what the people voted. Yeah, for. you can't expect like the obvious one would come like. You know, like for the best Singapore restaurants, like Banana Leaf or something, which is... The yeah, it's like one. Banana Leaf, <laughs> yeah. Tropica. Yeah, not that I don't know, but, you know, but I don't... But there's probably one somewhere out there that's better than those. It is in Vancouver? That no one knows about. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Possibly, yeah. who knows? It did tend to be very populist, you yeah. know, choices. Yeah. Um, Cactus Club made a few appearances. I know White Spot got number one milkshake. Yeah. And Tim Hortons, number two donut in the city. Yeah. Suck it, <laughs> Luckies. But then You're number three. yeah. But number three donut was, yeah, Lucky's from yeah. 49th Parallel on Main Street, which is very new and, and somewhat But Cartem's hip. also very new, somewhat hip, number one. Yeah, so it seems like there's kind of two different voices coming through on these votes. Mm-hmm. One's a lot more mainstream and one's a lot more... Snobby about their food. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And then a lot of really established people who have developed a reputation, and that reputation has has been there for many years. Mm-hmm. So, so sort of Gotham Steakhouse would never not appear on on this list. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on, well, second, second, the keg wins because Which it's populist. Is, yeah, but the keg is actually, to be honest, I mean Gotham is a little bit better, but depends on how you judge it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say for most people, the keg is really what you want because you don't want to play twice the price for Gotham and you can't it's hard to tell mm-hmm. the difference it's actually well really I mean close. they don't necessarily say yeah. that it's the best yeah. the best steak yeah, it's a they say the best it's like the people's best, favorite yeah. steakhouse and some of that is yeah. going to include price ambiance yeah um, Fair enough. Yeah. whether you can use a gift certificate that you got from your grandma there <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, the cake is tough for me because yeah, like for a steak restaurant, it's really hard to argue. I mean, it's a chain and everything, but they just do it really well. Yeah, they don't really it's, do it wrong. Anyways. It's hard to compete with them because they just yeah, it's it's a pretty easy ish thing to do. I think they can turn it over pretty good. I don't know. Um, were there any surprises in here? The one thing that I didn't hadn't heard of before was Jethro's. Have you guys? Oh yeah, for I, brunch. I, Have you been there? I've been there since it opened. Oh, really? It's gotten insanely busy now. So I actually stopped going recently because I can't get in anymore. Okay. Where it's is it? It's just down the street. Uh, it's on Dunbar. It's really close to UBC. So I usually go there. I've been there for brunch. I've been there for lunch because it's close to UBC. Yeah. Um, it's just a diner. It's okay. It's a nice diner. Uh, got big, huge portions. It's really, yeah, it's nice. nice. Uh, it placed I, on like, the brunch menu, the diner menu, the, uh, or the, the brunch it's, it's list, a, the diner yeah, list. Yeah, I don't know if it's list. even opened for dinner. So, yeah, so basically, it's they have breakfast. So, they have huge pancakes if you want to order that or omelets and whatever. Mm-hmm. But usually, when I go, you can get like po boy sandwiches, you can get uh, um, southern chicken fry, st- chicken fry steaks, mm-hmm. with, like the gravy and the huge portions. That's usually what I get. Yeah. It's delicious. Um, yeah, just I think it's. Yeah, it's like a nice, nicer, it's a nice diner type of food, mm-hmm. greasy spoon, and mm-hmm. it's done really well. Nothing is, and yeah, people like it when it's like big portions and done well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks, yeah, it's great. I really like it. It's really tiny. That's that's the other problem why it's so busy. It probably fits like maybe like five, six tables only, so. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, that would make sense then. Yeah. I'm surprised that it ranked so highly if it's so small that it's hard to get into. Um, it's gotten a lot of press uh, recently. It was on uh, Triple D uh, Diner Drives and oh. Dives. That's the problem. Yeah. Every yeah. time they yeah. pick one of my favorite places, I can no longer yeah, go there guy, again. Guy Fieri needs to leave Vancouver alone. <laughs> yeah, stay Stop away. Going to, yeah. Stop going to actually, yeah. Let's go to the crappy restaurants. But, uh, but yeah, but that place is just... I think even before that, it was just getting busy. There's not a lot on that strip on right. Dunbar. And not a lot on this side of town for in terms of breakfast. Like I would never, I yeah, I can't imagine getting in on a on a, for brunch anymore on a weekend. Like, right. It's only yeah, it only fits like yeah. Only worth going to if you live around the corner, so you can yeah. wait in your but, own house. Yeah, you can, if you get there early enough or late enough. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like the red wagon. It's like every time I go by it, just yeah. That, Friday, sorry, uh, Saturday, Sunday, just around the the block. most popular restaurant in Hastings Sunrise. Oh wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Most popular restaurant in oh really what's it called Full brunch um, East, East Village East Village in <laughs> yeah. East Village now yeah That's, mm, yeah Easting Sunrise is a beautiful neighborhood yeah. name I thought it was a great they name. change it while we were left to, while I was away out of the city so 
You never. I could have stopped. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ben. Yeah. Ben lives in in <laughs> East Village. Name it just a name, whatever. You can call it whatever. I think, who knows? Like, I mean, there's still parts of Vancouver where, you know, it's officially named something else, and you still call it. Mm-hmm. I can't name it for you, but I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, the one thing that was really strange about this list was under best overall. A live music category was the Commodore, the Railway Club, and Gilton Company, and we uh, we thought that the people voting really did not go out enough to see live. Or music. they liked avant-garde, like jazz bands, a lot more than we thought they did. Yeah, but even those three don't fit together at all. Well, they, they, it was, they voted as a block. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like the populist vote. That's the Commodore, and well, the Railway yeah. Club is history and not necessarily the present. Yeah, I wonder. I know a lot of people who knows Gilton Company. So yeah, know. Gilton Company is I very popular. That, yeah. You try going there on a Friday night, you got a two-hour wait sometimes. It's impossible, yeah. but it's not for the music. Mm. No, no yeah. one's going there. No, to people see a know this stuff in the yeah. yeah. People go there because you can play board games at your. Yeah. See, then it should be on best board game bar. That they could make that list. There's actually at least There's a three. Nine. They could make a top three for sure. A few and who else would be there? It would probably be Frey. Stormcrow, Frey, Frey, and Gilton Company. Company. Although Gilton Company and then the one is on probably Main the most Street. popular. Oh, um, the Rumpus Room. Rumpus oh, the Rumpus Room. 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 Yeah, yeah, sorry. So one of them is going to get bumped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I disagree with on the list is the fact that they have, on for pizza, they have three snobby, fancy pizza places, and none of them are Pizzeria yeah. Barbarella, the best yeah. one in town. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I agree. Yeah. I don't. What else? Do I, yeah. And Lucy's is second on diner. It's and late their night. Food's pretty it's bad. Lucy's, yeah. Lucy's is there because it's open twenty-four hours. Yeah, I think. It's, but I there th- is a separate late-night oh. section, and then there's oh, a separate they, one just they for do diners. All the diner too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put that on there. Hamburger Mary is fun. Mm-hmm. Too bad. Isn't that late night too? I've never been to Hamburger Mary's. Where is it? It's been around forever. It's on, uh, well, let me tell you, 1202 Davie Street. It just, yeah, it's an old diner type. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, Lucy's for what it is. Like, that's some, it's it's open late, which is, that's the only advantage, I think, is that it? it has. Yeah, the food's not awesome, and but you, when yeah. you're drunk and it's late, yeah. it doesn't matter. And sometimes, yeah, and, and you get to see people, you know, just because that's where people go yeah. after the Biltmore or something. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, well, I think we've probably <laughs> talked talked about this list enough. Go go take a look at it. Talk about it with your friends. Um, yeah, go try out a new restaurant that you haven't heard about. Some of the restaurants on this list are great. Um, the ones we didn't mention, we I don't feel that strongly about their positioning on this list. So. What is your favorite restaurant if you were to pick best Grub. restaurant in the city? Oh, Which Grub one? is pretty amazing. Grub. Grub is my favorite. I wouldn't say it's my favorite. I would probably I, I I can't really disagree with their assessment. If I had like infinite money, I yeah. would totally go to Hawksworth yeah. every night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's the Acorns placing really well too in these lists, the new vegetarian place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ben Lai's been there. Mm-hmm. Acorn is really nice, yeah. It's good. And then in best overall, number three was Edible Canada at the market. I've never heard of that. Isn't that just what it don't most people just call that market? I thought I, I thought that was the same place. I don't know. That which is. is like just in the bottom of the Shangri-La. Oh. Hmm. Above the Urban Fair, I think. Hmm. I have no idea. Anyways. Anyhow, I think that's overall. the place. It's supposed yeah. to be very good. Curious. After Hawksworth yeah. and Shambar. 
um, there's some guy there who wants to talk to us. But I am going to put a song on. And uh, yeah, go grab a copy of The West Ender. Read the list. We'll be back in a sec.
tunes from across the country, listen to the All-Canadian Farm Show every Monday, 3 to 4 p.m. on CITR 101.9 FM and online at citr.ca. Oink, oink, oink.
This is John M. Bennett, and you are listening to CITR-FM 101.9 in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Um, nost, rum, pale suit, jeers, d'accord. Uh, we're going live. And we're back. Um, we have Adam on the phone from the Hopscotch Festival, uh, the Whiskey Beer Spirits Festival that is being thrown in Vancouver on the 12th to the 18th of this month. Uh, Brenda, are you ready to put him on? Yeah, he should be live on air. How you got? How you doing? Hi, how's it going? It's good, how are you? Great. Uh, Brenda, can, are you there? Yeah, I'm okay, here. Okay, we're all here then. Um, I'm here at the party. Thank you so much for calling in. Um, uh, we're here to talk to you about the Hopscotch Festival. Uh, why don't you, for our listeners, tell us a little bit about the Hopscotch Festival? What what is it? Sure, it's a uh, it's basically Canada's largest whiskey, beer, and spirit festival, and it's home based in uh, in Vancouver. So we do a show here, and we do a show in Kelowna. The one here started 16 years ago, and uh, it's just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger and been uh, evolving ever since its birth in 1996. And basically, it's a week-long festival that kind of just celebrates the uh, the art and the love of whiskey, beer, and everything from vodka, tequila, et cetera, et cetera. It's everything but wine. Everything but wine. That's... Everything but wine. That should be the name of the festival. <laughs> <laughs> well, then people might show up and be like, where's the, where's the food or the coffee? And... The- that's true, but they, they do. There is food, so we, it, it could still be called that. But we like hopscotch; it's the perfect name, hops and scotch, because the festival was originally based on just that beer and whiskey, and then we implemented uh, the other spirits a little while ago. That's great. That's my two favorite things. Yeah. Um, uh, how, how how has it changed since the festival started? It was seven years ago. No, sixteen years ago. Sixteen. Oh. So it's. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's so many changes. It would have to be a whole hour segment to explain all of them. But basically, it started in like a tiny hotel ballroom with a couple of different companies showing off a couple of different products to a couple of connoisseurs. And then it just kind of grew and grew and grew. And it's moved. This year will be its fourth location over the 15, uh, 16 years. So from a little ballroom to the P&E Forum, which is 44,000 square feet, which is a massive amount of space. And uh, like I said, there was just beer and whiskey at the beginning, and now we have premium tequilas and vodkas and stuff like that. But as the uh, the festival got bigger and older, it kind of garnered more uh, international attention. So one of the major differences would be that we have like world-renowned speakers that come in every year just to talk to the people that buy tickets to the uh, to the smaller events. So we get like master distillers of massive distilleries and uh, brand ambassadors. I mean. There's provincial brand ambassadors. We're talking like master brand ambassadors. So these are like Lafroy will have one ambassador to like hit, to kind of overlook the umbrella of master of a other brand ambassadors, and someone like that will come into the event and kind of do an intimate tasting for the uh, quote unquote hardcores. Um, what sort of events are being thrown this year? There's the grand tasting hall, and then there's a number of satellite events. Right. So the Grand Tasting Hall is our anchor event. I'll talk about that uh, last because it's definitely the most exciting. Um, 
The other two types of events are satellite events and master classes. So the satellite events are uh, are kind of like whiskey pairing dinners, beer pairing dinners. So we'll hook up a restaurant with a whiskey company, and the executive chef will talk to uh, someone from the whiskey company and find out the tasting notes and make a custom meal you know, four-course, five-course meal, each one custom paired with a different whiskey, and each course, like, specifically paired to kind of accent the notes of each whiskey. So, um, and then the same with beer, and then we also have, like, uh, educational classes like Whiskey 101 and 201 for those trying to kind of just educate themselves before they go into uh, into the week of the festival. The master classes are more like 45-minute uh, intimate tastings, which is where those uh, brand ambassadors and so on come come in to speak at. Um, Forty five minutes, four to five different different whiskeys uh, just tasted, and and it's great. People come and they they talk and they sip and they learn, and it's it's very quiet and and you just get a group of forty people that just come together that all love this whiskey. I mean, if you if you love whiskey, you know it's like a passion. If you love craft beer, it's a passion. And so to put all these people in a room with someone who 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 is so overly educated in these products. It's such a great environment. So those are the two separate types of events. And then there's the Grand Tasting Hall, which is the event that the entire festival was based on from day one. And that is where you'll walk into a room and there's like, in this case, in this year, there's over 350 different products with 110 different booths. And you kind of walk into this massive hall and there's 3,000 of your peers just going around and tasting the different products, sipping, learning, schmoozing, flirting. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's awesome. There's live music. We got uh, Gobi Cat. He's kind of like a, a Buble-esque type thing. And then we're bringing in a uh, kind of a surprise, but like a, an Irish regiment with the whole pipes and drums. Oh, cool. So it's a bit of entertainment. It's a bit of education. It's just a lot of fun. It's the tasting hall what you're looking forward to the most? <laughs> If, if looking forward to equates the most anxiety, <laughs> but uh, no, the Grand Tasting Hall is what the most people come to. We're going to have about, including industry, because there's a private industry event, we're going to have about 7,500 people walk through the doors over two days. So it is definitely the anchor of the entire festival. Um, and it's when people always ask me and my friends and everyone says, when Hopscotch, they're always talking about the Grand Tasting Hall, where it's only 16th and 17th of November, whereas the festival actually runs from the 12th to the 18th. I personally like the, I like all of them. They all bring something different. If you're looking for like a real education and a real intimate taste, it's the other events that are going to do it. Whereas the Grand Tasting Hall is just, it's so much fun, but it's, it's kind of quick. You don't have a lot of time with each rep because there's only 110 booths and 3,000 people at each, at each event. Are you sold out yet? A lot of the, there's like I think like 22 or 23 events this year. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of them are sold out, but there are tickets available to a lot. But specifically to the Grand Tasting Hall, there are some. Now this is a rarity because for the past seven years that the event's been held, the Grand Tasting Hall has been at um, station, the Rocky Mountain Train Station on Terminal, mm -hmm. and um, it started off as one night with half sold out seven years ago, and then it went to two nights, and then it went to three nights, and then it went to like three nights sold out in a weekend. So as soon as the tickets went on sale back in September, they would sell out in, within the weekend, pretty much to our mailing list. Um, but because we moved it to the P&E for obvious reasons that we had outgrown that location, luckily there are still uh, there are still tickets left. So people, a lot of people that haven't been to the festival before uh, are going to be coming this year, and there are a select amount of tickets, but I have no doubt that it will be sold out quite soon. All right, so if you're listening right now, uh, check out their website, uh, and uh, you can still find some tickets, apparently. 
So, yeah, um, that, that's the phrase. I also want to just, uh, while while we're on the on the air, um, market. You were talking about the best pizza in the city, that, and you were talking about market. And it's not an comment. <laughs> I have to go back to this because that's, that's you have fine. to experience this before you die. But they have the truffle pizza, and it's about five inches in diameter, and it's twenty dollars. So it's crazy expensive, but. It is the best pizza in the world, let alone in the city. Okay. Uh, have you had Barbarella pizza? I, I haven't. I haven't been in the city for a while. I've been out of the out of the country, but uh, I haven't. I hear there's some good pizza places that have popped up. Yeah. Uh, it is. It is relatively new. So if you if you get the chance, check it out. It's it, it's not like it might not be the best individual pizza, but overall, I'd say it's the best pizza. Like that truffle pizza you're talking about. Yeah. Might be better just because it's a truffle pizza. Right. But if you like, as a pizza place goes, I would say that Barbarella is a superior pizza place. Well, one of one of one of my life's missions is to uh, taste every slice of pizza ever made. So I will. Uh, I'll have to check it out. Uh, I think Brenda had a question for you still. Yeah. Yeah. First, I want to say uh, it sounds like you need to be a peanut butter and dams correspondent uh, since you have obviously a lot to share about food. But uh, for people coming to this Hopscotch Festival, uh, are there are there different uh, whiskey brewers, uh, sorry, distillers that you're excited that are bringing product to Vancouver that you can't find in the liquor stores. Anybody you want to highlight? Well, yeah, one of the nice things about BC um, versus a, like a province like Ontario is that we have private liquor stores. So there's way more selection in this province than you'd find in Toronto. Um, and because of that, our festival exists because there are so many products. You might not necessarily... I mean, every product, no, that's not true. You'd have to really kind of dive into the private liquor store industry to find certain products. But um, there's a ton of stuff that you would never see because a lot of people just go to the government liquor stores. But if you go to like a store like Legacy on uh, in Olympic Village, I mean, they have so many great products that uh, you would be able to find a lot of the stuff. But I don't want to go into like the terminology, but like there's a lot of spec products that uh, that will be there, which are products that maybe are at one store in the province and maybe no stores at all and they're brand new this the reason that the festival is at this time of year is because the um the provincial uh, the liquor stores they do a whiskey release at this time of year and so the whole new school of 2013 whiskeys are going to be released to the public coming up i think it's next week or something so there's that one thing that's very exciting it's just kind of switching over to um i mean there's lots of products that i'm personally excited and to that are going to be there i've had many of them but um what one one of our clients who has actually six booths are are the craft brewers association of america so all of the beers there will be from craft breweries in the states and a lot of those you won't be able to buy uh in bc so that's definitely something that should be checked out but you don't want to check it out just because it's from the states. There are so many good products that you either can or can't buy that you've probably never seen before at at the festival. So many craft breweries, so many breweries from Kelowna and Toronto, from Toronto, from from everywhere, Vancouver, Victoria. I mean, it's a huge, huge selection. I noticed on your website too that there's an event called the Great Whiskey Smoke. Does that involve cigar smoking? It does. It does. It's the perfect combination. It's the marriage of whiskey. Oh, specifically scotch, uh, cigars, and and beer, and catered food, and we set up this uh, this area, and it's just kind of like a, it's an expensive ticket, but it's because you when you walk in, you get like an entitlement card, 
construct different pictures and you go from station to station and when you take and whatever's at that station, let's just say it's a certain type of craft beer, they stamp the logo of that craft beer. So you kind of taste a certain amount of beers, a few types of whiskeys, and uh, some cigars. And there's, like I said, live music and catered food. It's kind of just like, it was, inv- I mean, it came to uh, fruition as like a corporate smoke. So it used to be, it used to happen on a Friday and it was kind of promoted to kind of bring your clients and uh, and just kind of have like a daytime, end of week um corporate smoke but uh six years later it's just evolved to a great a great event and you know it's awesome sounds like it is there anything else um you wanted to say about the event well i mean there's always uh i'm always just a stickler for responsibility so i mean we just keep promoting that if people come to the event it's not a place to get intoxicated so as such it's you know, you're coming just to sip and to learn. So it's not necessarily a place. We, if someone's coming just to get drunk, we, we'd ask them not to show up. And if they do find, I mean, we definitely recommend don't driving to, to not drive to the event. But if, uh, so to get home, there's tons of taxis and we've organized an entire, uh, chartered shuttle service. We've got five massive buses going from the station to the north, uh, the north shore to downtown to run through station. So there's lots of like safe ways to get home. Um, but but all in all, the one thing that people find that they that they worry about is um, is I guess it's a bit intimidating, you know, whiskey specifically. Uh, if you haven't, it's one of those things that you feel like if you've missed the boat, you've missed the boat, which is just so not the case. The uh, Grand Tasting Hall, which is the first event you should go to if if you've never been to any event, um, it's so warm, it's so friendly, it's like such a fun evening. And I mean, like Vancouver's a great city. I love it. I've lived here for many years, but. It's not necessarily known as the funnest city. So to have this like mega-sized fun event in our city, it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty special thing. And to know that you know I'm the one that produces it, it's it's a really special thing because I know there are many a nights when I just kind of like, what is there to do? On the 16th and 17th, this is what there is to do. Well, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm really wishing I could be there. <laughs> yeah, that's not acceptable. Why can't you be there? <laughs> Uh, we've got an alumni event the same night. Oh, unfortunately. That's important. That no, you got to do that. I'm skipping it. Yeah. We're... <laughs> <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. Hopscotch is uh, it's it's there every year as well. So I'm assuming there'll be a 17th, 18th, 25th, 30th, hopefully. Yeah. Well, maybe, hopefully Brenda can catch it next year. Um, but uh, we we can uh, let you go now. Thank you so much for talking to us. Perfect. I mean, I just want to give one quick shout out if, if it's yep. okay. Go for it. Because I know my my friend Jessie is uh is uh, listening down in the states on on the radio, and she just found out that she's having a baby, so I just wanted to wish her congratulations. Congratulations, Jessie. Yeah, congratulations. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. No problem. Great, great hanging out with you. Thanks. Thanks for calling. Bye.
CITR 101.9 FM is pleased to invite you to a birthday party celebrating 75 years of campus and community radio excellence for 30 years on the FM dial and 30 years of Discorder magazine. We've got a lineup of bands and exhibits to celebrate CITR's 75-year history of independent radio and support of local independent music, including Miss Marr and Friends, Culture Shock, Fine Mist, Channels 3 and 4, Carolyn Mark, and the new Best Friends and More. Doors open at 8, bands at 9, tickets for $10 in advance or $12 at the door plus voluntary donation. This party is one part of our alumni weekend, and if you are an alumni, past volunteer, or current member, or are connected to the history of the station, this event is for you. For more details, visit CITR.ca. Yes, come to the CITR Diamond Radioversary, 75 years of CITR. And 30 years of being on the FM dial and 30 years of Discorder magazine. And if you wanted to go to the Hopscotch Festival 2, you can go to the Hopscotch Festival one night and then go to the CITR Radioversary the other night. Or you could double team. Or you could go to both. Because our party is going to go till 2. And we won't kick you out till 3. That's an excellent point. And there's also a brunch. There's also a brunch in the morning. Yes, at a nice hangover time of 11 a.m. It's perfect. That is a good time for a hangover. It's very good. Yeah, so the bands are going to be excellent. There's Carolyn Mark, who we played earlier on the show. Channels 3 and 4, which we didn't play. They're kind of synth punk. Uh, yeah, uh, Sarah Accordingly, CITR's music director, is involved. Uh-huh, and she's, she's a stunning vocalist. Uh, there is a band called Culture Shock. And this is an interesting story. They're made up of three alumni, Mm -hmm. and they charted on CITR in 1979. And there's a Japanese record label called 1977 Records that's reissuing their album this year. This year? This year. That's so well-timed. Yeah, it's perfect. So uh, they are fresh news. Who else is going to come? Well, there's Lisa Marr and Friends. And Friends Lisa Marr of Cub? Is probably her grandma, yes. Lisa Marr of Cub. Uh, she's going to be doing a Cub sing-along set with the ukulele and likely her grandma. And then we've got Gang Signs, which we played earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. And also Fine Mist. We're also going to be live broadcasting the show. So if you're an alumni or a friend of the station and you don't live in Vancouver, you can listen to it live on the radio. And there's going to be 200 cupcakes. And and what if someone, say they didn't want to fill up on cupcakes, they wanted more of a meal, like a, something to be paired ah. with this event, what would they, what, what would you recommend they do, Brenda? Well, Chapel Arts is on Dunlevy, right close to Maine and Hastings, and there's a new diner around the corner, right across from the rickshaw on Hastings called Perch Diner. Mm -hmm. And one of the cool things that's happening is they have a jukebox and we're actually curating their jukebox with seven inches. So if you go on the weekend of our alumni event, you will actually hear local music and local bands coming out of the jukebox at Perk. It's kind of a rock and roll diner and they've got gluten-free pizzas. And I had one the other day. It had cashews, arugula, and yams on it. And it was fantastic. I'm making a face. Jordy doesn't <laughs> think it sounds good. But it sounds. It is true. 
It was tasty. Doesn't sound like pizza is what it doesn't sound like. Well, you can't expect like gluten a, things a to be a sandwich. <laughs> With nuts in it. <laughs> it's not a sandwich. Or maybe a salad on flatbread. Yeah, but with melted cheese. Oh, there's melted cheese involved. On top. Oh, okay, that's 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 all right then. The cheese is the unifying pizza theme motif. Yes, so we highly recommend that you go as our pairing. Yes. Um. Yeah. Go before. Go after. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um. So, uh, if you wanted to get tickets to the CITR show, how would you do that, Brenda? Uh, you can buy them from me at the station. You can also get them on 4th at Zulu Records, on Main Street at Red Cat Records, or on the drive at Audio Pile. So all great ways to do that. Or online. I'm starting to sound like a commercial. I apologize. Okay. That's it, Brenda. It's That's over. it. Only content. Yeah, only content from now on. And the only content we're providing since it's the end of the show is what's coming up next. Um, and coming up next is... Oh, we're going to play a song by Fine Mist. No, no. But I am going to tell songs. you. The radio shows that are coming out. Radio shows. Oh, yeah. Next is Ben Lai. Uh, isn't it? Uh, is the 730 show not on anymore? Uh, there is a fill-in. I'm not sure who's it, doing the fill-in today. For the last month, it has been Eric doing the 730 show. I don't know. I haven't seen him. So maybe he's not in today, in which case it will be. A 730 be surprise. Music. It'll be CITR's ghost mix. CITR ghost mix. and the, But after that, it will be Ben Lai with Thunderbird Radio Hell live. Yes. And with a band. With a band. I don't think there is a band tonight, so it might just be Ben. With Ben Lai. Programming great music. There are a number of good shows coming up in the next week or two. Um, I believe Julie Doron's playing. Yes, I saw a poster for that. She is. Yes, she is playing. Japandroids is playing soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the opener is uh, Mac DeMarco. Oh, two great bands. Two great bands. Uh, there's our Radioversary show. There's also a band from Winnipeg that's really great called Les Joupes, and they're playing at the Railway if on November. If you are a diehard listener, you may remember them from talking about hot dogs. Yeah, I ran into Mike in Seattle, and we had a hot dog with cream cheese on it and talked about it on the show. There's also John Spencer Blues Explosion is coming next week to the Biltmore. So lots of great concert choices, um, lots of great music coming up. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's that time of the year. Uh, but why don't we end with one of the songs from the that will probably get played at the radio, CITR's Diamond Radioversary. This is uh, Fine Mist off of their album Public Domain, and the song is called Stop or Start. <laughs> 